Welcome to the Leave Insert Guidance podcast. My name is Donnacoe Mahoney. I'm a secondary school guidance counsellor and I also run the Leave Insert Guidance Instagram page. On today's show, I chat with faculty from IT Carlo. I talk with Director of Sports, Donald McNally. We talk about sports scholarships, sporting success and the new South Sports Campus. I talk with Pharmaceuticals and Drug Formulation lecturer, Dr. David Phelan. Creative Computing and Digital Innovation Program Director Lorraine Galvin, and also Alison Moore, the School Liaison Officer at IT Carlo. So I'm joined by Donald McNally, Director of Sports in IT Carlo. Donald, you're very welcome on the Leave and Start Guidance podcast. Great to be on, uh, Donica, and thanks very much for the opportunity. So, uh, uh, Donald, I'm a, a big leashman, so I am, and I like to keep on top of what's happening down in IT Carlo, particularly with the Singers and Cup team. Now, you had huge success in Singers and Cup last year, and I hate to say it, but probably down largely to uh, a few good leashmen overlooking the team there. Yeah, look, to, to be honest with you, the leash influence certainly played its part. Uh, the two pats, um, look, they're, they're obviously they're, they're heroes in, in their own right and uh, they had a huge impact uh, on the success of the team. And obviously there was, um, you know, we had, we had uh, leash, leash participation in, in the team as well. Uh, Trevor Collins obviously was a, a, dr- a driving force behind the success. But um, certainly uh, Pat, uh, Pat Rowe and Pat Critchley, um, I, I suppose the, the players will tell a story that uh, you know, uh, one plays good cop and one plays bad cop. Uh, but whatever way it worked, uh, no, they're, they're they're excellent. As I said, we're, we're very fortunate to have people like that involved with our with our teams here. And um, you know, you look at the success of the Sigerson Cup, you look at the success of the Fitzgibbon Cup. Um, kind of, I attribute it a lot to the to the people that are involved. And I suppose it goes for the success of sport here in IT Carl over the last number of years. Uh, it's it's down to the people that are involved that are very given of their time um, and they're very I suppose aware of uh, the, the student groups that they're dealing with and kind of very mindful and very supportive and it, it creates a really good environment uh, for students to come and study and be part of teams and learn about all the vital skills that you need even outside of the classroom and in, in terms of life so having people like as I said particularly the, the two paths from Leash uh, it went a, a long way I suppose to, to helping us achieve the success that we achieved uh, last year. Yeah, and, and it was very successful. Obviously, you got to the Sigerson Cup final, um, which is huge. So that's the, the kind of premier um, Gaelic football event for, for colleges, for those that don't know. But I suppose this goes back, uh, Donald, to the amount of investment IT Carlo has put into their facilities the last number of years. Now, it's not that long ago since I was in IT Carlo. I studied down in Carlo in St. Pat's and would have been over to IT Carlo regularly. And it's really, really changed since I was there. It's really come on with its facilities. Yeah, it it has, and we're very fortunate. Uh, there's been a huge investment by by senior management, uh, kind of recognising the, the the value of the facilities, and obviously sport uh, has benefited hugely from that as well. Uh, I started uh, work in IT Carlo in 2010, and since 2010, there's nearly been a new development every every year. If it's not a sports facility, it's a it's an academic building or a, an admin building, and and that's been huge. And I suppose we've got to a stage now where uh, we have our South Sports Camp 
campus development. We've been held up uh, by, by COVID uh, a little bit. Uh, we, were, we were hoping that we would be able to open before Christmas. But look, we're, we're very, very close to opening. And I think a week after uh, the current lockdown uh, you know, that, that we're in at the minute, we should be, uh, we should be really able to utilize the, the facility. And it'll be a huge help. But I suppose, yeah, you talk about that in, in investments. Um, the, the South Sports Campus is a 15 million uh, you know, in, in investments uh, program. And if, if, if you like, it, it'll help the next generation of student coming in in terms of achieving, say, on the pitch, on the track, uh, in, in their courses, but also just that opportunity to get out in terms of uh, participating in sport and uh, improving people's, people's well-being. There's been an investment as well in, in courses, and I'm sure Alison and, and others on the call here will, will, will talk in relation to the courses, but uh, it all has attributed kind of to, to recent success of, of sport. And as I mentioned, it's been kind of an ongoing development year on year it hasn't been that it's been a one-off you know build and we haven't seen anything for four or five years there's been kind of constant improvements year on year so it's it's really exciting and uh, it, it creates that kind of environment within the institute here where you know everyone wants to be part of it and and that's a really good learning environment for students also and you mentioned there uh, just when you were chatting Donald about sport and well-being so obviously it's not just elite sport that's on offer in IT Carlo but there, I, I presume there's a range right across the, the board for those who are just interested in kind of taking part doing it for a social element getting to know people in college absolutely yeah so we, we cater for um say performance sport competitive sport recreation sport and we also have a community sport pillar so we we hope within each of the four pillars that we can kind of satisfy uh, all students needs so it's not just about the athlete that comes in uh, that's hoping to achieve his potential and be supported by a sports scholarship program and a high performance entry uh, scheme but also for those maybe that just might be interested in kind of being involved in competitive teams and being part of successful teams teams like uh, the Sigerson of Fitzgibbon teams or the, the men's soccer or rugby or basketball or athletics or whatever it may be. But there's also opportunities then within, say, a recreational sport where we have a number of programs, you know, the likes of yoga, Pilates, Zumba, hill walk. And like we've over uh, 40 sports clubs uh, on campus here and between the Carlo campus and, and the Wexford campus uh, that allow students to go in and kind of uh, develop, whether it's, you know, socially, you know, be part of that kind of engagement, the, the, their own personal developments you know the participation obviously we're all very aware of the health benefits but there are a lot of other skills that people can get involved in by being part of clubs and societies in IT Carlo in terms of their own personal development uh, which is which is really really useful as well. Okay and you know going back to kind of elite there are a number of sports scholarships available in IT Carlo whether that's high performance elite or gold what are the difference in those and how would a student go about applying for them? Yeah, okay. So I suppose it's it's important. But in the performance pillar, we support, say, elite sport and, and high performance sports. So um, they're, they're particularly for, for students that are interested in applying. We offer a high performance entry scheme. So the high performance entry scheme uh, can allow up to 50 additional uh, bonus points on top of your leaving cert or feedback points. So if a student is coming in at a particular level within their sport, uh, they can apply, obviously, it'll be an application and interview process. Um, and we will consider then in terms of 
of uh, their involvement in sport and their commitment to sport, uh, whether they should get 5, 10, 15, 20, all the way up to, to 50 points. Because look, we're, we're very mindful it's, it's a difficult time for students at the minute, but some students are trying to perform at the highest level within their sport as well as uh, from an academic side of things. So that time that they invest in the sport, uh, we, we recognize that. And as I said, it's, it helps students then maybe achieve the course that they want to achieve where they may not have had the time as a result of sporting activity to put into their study. Um, but look, a, a lot of the students that have come through the high performance entry program, we end up, we, you know, we offer them the points. A lot of the time they, they'll have achieved the points through their leaving cert anyway, but it's just, it's, a, it's an nice added uh, bonus and it, it would be something that students would be aware of before they, really, uh, they, they receive their leaving cert results. And look, again, very mindful of, of the difficult time it is out there for students and, and the stress. So that might be a, a good support for them. On top of that then, so that's something we offer before students uh, come on to the campus. When students are on campus, we offer, say, both elite and gold sports scholarships. So our elite sports scholarship focus on, on those that have kind of achieved at the highest level within their sport. And I, I know it's probably difficult to say, you know, I've, I've reached the top level because the only way down from there is, is backwards. But but I suppose in terms of elite level, what we would consider to be elite level uh, would be those that have performed at, at the top level. So whether they've, you know, been a senior inter-county player uh, that was maybe nominated for an all-star uh, and the rolling from your own county there would have been uh, an elite athlete within IT Carlo during his time. He's, he's a current student as, as we speak. Uh, we've had other, say, international athletes like Marcus Lawler and Molly Scott who who have gone down that elite pathway. So it's it's those that have achieved at the top level within their sport. And then our gold sports scholarships are more are, are kind of facilitating those who will hopefully you know go on to be that elite athlete that we have spoken about uh, already. And in terms of the supports, like we'll offer kind of mentoring, you know, access to gym membership, personal S&C programs, kind of performance tests and nutritional support, all of injury, uh, all of your injury rehabilitation um, branded sportswear and uh, kind of training bursaries and sometimes fee support then as well. So a lot of the supports that we offer are similar for, for elite and gold. Um, the, the, uh, the, the elite might receive maybe more support through fees uh, maybe a larger bursary but generally the support is to try and have our gold scholars uh, become the elite athletes that they potentially have the, the potential to become so brilliant donald thank you very much i might bring in dr david Phelan there uh, so dr Phelan is a lecturer in chemistry in it carlo and we're going to chat about pharmaceutics and drug formulation cw 108 uh, david you're very welcome on to the leaving guidance podcast as well Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. So your course seems to be very, very relevant uh, in this day and age when we're talking about pharmaceuticals and drug formulation. Like you can't get away from the news at the minute where there isn't talk about vaccines. So, David, can you tell me a little bit about your course? Well, I suppose the idea of this course is to, to offer people the ability to get into that pharmaceutical industry. The first years of the course kind of cover your general science core subjects, physics, biology and chemistry. And then we kind of branch out. We d- develop a lot into, um, excuse me, biopharmaceuticals, biomolecules, pharmaceutical science. And then in the, the third and fourth years, it really ends up into an awful lot of spectrochemical methods, data management and then we get into the real, at the end, assay development, regulatory affairs, because you're, you're working in an industry that's really closely regulated. So you have to be so good at that. And they finish with a workplace project 
and then a research project as well. And we get into advanced data analysis and modeling, which is kind of where the industry is going. So you kind of give people, uh, I suppose, a, a good gr thorough grounding in how to do science. And you give them the skills. I suppose the idea of this course is to update and go where the industry is going. And there's an awful lot of process analytical technology. It's taken that analysis and taking it out of the lab and putting it into the process so you're not waiting to make something to understand what's going on you know you know what's going on in real time now you've mentioned a, a lot of the science so obviously we've got biology physics chemistry uh, yeah. i would imagine and you're like a chemistry lecturer that with drug formulation there's going to be a lot of chemistry in it is that the sort of student that you're looking for someone who's really into science and probably has a background in chemistry as well well, the organic chemistry module is going to be one. It's going to be one module, but it's not going to be everything. There's an awful lot of analytical chemistry as well, talking about the instrumentation and going measuring. So it is a part of it, but it's not the whole soul of the, the course, if you understand me. It's about giving the people the skills that they need to work in a variety of industries. There's a very wide range of what, like a lot of people just think I do science, I'm going to work in a lab. But from teaching to... Um, uh, starting up our own businesses, sales, project management, validation, like the, the amount of jobs that people end up in that are far away from the lab is as much as end, people end up in the lab. So there's a, there's a, such a wide variety of careers out of it that, you know, you need a lot of skills to cover the breadth that's there. Yeah, I was even talking to a student yesterday. She was kind of saying, you know, what kind of jobs, you know, are there many jobs in the area of science? And I was trying to explain, you know, there's not a lot of science graduates on the unemployment, you know, finding it very difficult to get jobs. And particularly in Ireland with pharmaceuticals, I suppose we're one of the top countries in Europe for pharmaceuticals and producing pharmaceuticals. So there's plenty of opportunities, as you mentioned, for students. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when I'm talking about pharmaceuticals, the other thing that comes in here is a lot of, you talk about Galway and the medical device centers that are there. There's a lot of pharmaceutical people who will study this course who will work in there as well. You have to sterilize those like a, an artificial hip, which I've kind of got here. You have to put that into someone. You're going to have to sterilize that and prove it's sterile at the end. So even in industries, you don't expect it. Those skills are still important. So it's huge like if Galway for Cork is huge there's loads in Waterford around Carlow there's Merck then there's the Wyatt campus up the road as well there's just and even Glombia when you get into food so you know the amount of industries there and I think it's probably close to 100% for employment and you were mentioning there, there's a lot of transferable skills you know whether it's health and safety or, or anything else so it, you know you could expand into other areas if you wanted as well Absolutely. You've seen, and you see it now. The next student of Carlo, Tom O'Brien, set up Airgen in Waterford. So that's an, his, his own pharmaceutical, you know, himself and Patsy Carney together set up. And it's one of the great kind of success stories. He, like he's a millionaire now. Do you know what I mean? Because of his skills in that industry. And then he was able to build it. And they're getting to the point now with investment that people are seeing Ireland as a place where those skills exist. And it's a place to come to. Yeah, and, that's and we have that kind of support structure around us that allows us to grow. And and you hear so many of those success stories. Even uh, I like to follow Luke O'Neill, uh, and I know he's he's started up a few companies and sold them for a lot of money as well. So you know, I suppose there's a lot of money to be made in pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. if you're good at it too. 
absolutely it's it's a very regulated business it's you have to be really good at your job and you have to do it well but when when you're making something that people obviously need they're gonna you're gonna make sales yeah you're you're selling something that's people can't live without like if you're looking at sanofi in in waterford they make um for sorry orphan diseases so there might only be ten thousand people but the difference between getting that injection is life-changing for people yeah absolutely. Do you know what i mean you're doing a real good like yeah and we, we you know like like i was saying we, we're seeing that every day uh, with these yeah. vaccinations and and you know the good people are doing um so very good i'm going to bring in uh, lorraine galvin there so lorraine is the program director of creative computing and digital innovation CW048 and Lorraine uh, just like David there uh, course is very relevant today you know with everything uh, and a lot of industry going online and people have had to get very innovative uh, with their industry including you know public sector with teaching with retail uh, with medical everybody's had to get very innovative. So can you tell us a little bit about your course, uh, Lorraine? Yeah, absolutely, Danica. Yeah, well, this is a, it's a new and very innovative program in that it combines the computing skills, the business acumen, and then the creativity and the innovation to really come up with those type of um, solutions to problems. So we saw through COVID, we saw so many, you know, work, remote workplaces, as you mentioned, sales, automation, security. So it's really looking at where businesses are, uh, if they need to transform, if they need to move to a different business model, if they need to innovate, which an awful lot of businesses do now. Um, so this, this course is really about combining those skills. Um, it's not just your typical computing that looks at one area. It's about looking at um, the solutions through web, mobile or cloud, and then the creativity side of it. So these students will be working in a studio, they'll be working on projects, they'll be developing design skills, um, user interface, um, business acumen skills to identify things that they can automate, picking the technologies then to invest in. And it's those type of skills and talents going forward that we think that businesses are going to need in students. Well, absolutely. Every business is looking for that next innovative idea and to give students that platform to come up with these innovative ideas um, is brilliant. So, what what are we looking at with the with the students? What exactly will they be studying? Is there a certain leave insert subject having a background that that might be beneficial in, in this course? I, d- I don't think so. Like it is a computing, it is a computing degree primarily. Okay, so I would say that I think everyone has a creativity streak in it. I think the Irish as well are particularly creative, um, and there's the business acumen as well. So if you can identify yourself as somebody that says, do you know what, I really wanted to do X today. I really wanted to buy something today, but I couldn't. But I wonder if you could do it this way or that way. Would that work? And it's about that type of thinking, that type of design thinking, that problem solving thinking um, that I think would attract people to this program. And we will develop all the skills in um, programming and technologies um, for the students that they need. We're not expecting students to have any prior computing skills to this program. Um, And we'll also develop their design thinking skills and, and their business skills throughout the program. So it's really, you know, are you a problem solver, you know? With that problem solving, though, you know, students are probably aware that there will be an element of maths in it, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. All computing programs carry um, uh, carry maths in first year. 
yeah, so it's just English or uh, mathematics at ordinary uh, six or higher, up to higher seven, yeah. And you, uh, just as we were chatting to David there about kind of where, what areas graduates go into, what would be the kind of areas graduates would go into from creative computing and digital innovation? Yeah, so we're looking at um, web and mobile developers. We're looking at user interface um, engineers, um, DevOps engineers. We're looking at digital entrepreneurs. And we have some really successful companies in Wexford itself, like Scory, um, the delivery management software um, company. We have Innovation and Scorky, the Hatch Lab and Glory, Graffidia, uh, Datapack, and we have our lead um, lead man for Salesforce in Ireland is a Wexford man. So, um, but across all the country, Danica, you're going to find those uh, companies um, that, comp- that students and graduates will find employment in. So we don't see any difficulty at all in people finding employment through this course. And I know we chatted to Donald about the magnificent facilities uh, that IT Carlo has to offer. When it comes to this particular course, what can students expect? Because, you know, everybody wants the most up-to-date technologies to be working with. What can students expect with this course? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have all the latest uh, devices and, and gadgets and um, the best computer labs and Mac labs. Um, we will be, um, with the course, because of the innovation, we will be developing um and upgrading devices all the time but we would have all the latest devices um your drones your your amazon echoes your your raspberry Pis, all the technologies and all the languages that you would need to develop a solution and you mentioned mac lab there i presume that's are we talking about an apple lab or yeah yeah we have uh, two large apple mac labs in wexford we also have a design uh, two design major studios in wexford as well so as long as with other computer labs as well so yeah Brilliant. Well, you're selling it to me, Lorraine, anyway. It sounds great. Uh, okay. And I'm actually going to bring in Alison Moore there uh, just to finish up. Alison, sorry to catch you off guard there. No, she's not not at all, Donna. Donna no so, problem. So Alison is a school liaison officer for IT Carlo. So Alison, if students want to get in contact or ask a few more questions about different courses, uh, what's the best avenue they can go by? Yeah, so um, what we're doing is um, basically um, before the the CAO deadline, we are leaving our virtual open day site and that will remain live um, right up until the 1st of February that evening. Um, So really, that's a a website that was created um, just for prospective students. Um, So there's a lot of video content um, a lot of student stories. There's a virtual campus tour. Um, so that's going to stay live. Um, also, what we're doing is we're running a lot of Instagram um, live question answer sessions. So we've just found that I suppose this is where a lot of our our prospective students will spend a lot of time. Um, and sometimes they're they're more comfortable asking a question um, on Instagram. So we're running a couple of events um, on Instagram. And then we have still been um, been running our virtual school visits. Um, so either if you want to get in contact through your guidance counsellor or there's no problem. Um, we have had a few situations where maybe a group um, of a six-year class will get in contact with us. So there's no problem if, if people want to send an email to schoolvisits at itcarlo.ie. Um, and we look after them and, and either do a talk or maybe point them in the in the right direction. Well, that's brilliant because there's a few guidance counsellors um, listening today. So it's great that they can get in contact with you, Alison, uh, to arrange something if their students uh, if their students want. 
Yeah, definitely. No problem. I suppose with the with the schools closed, we had a lot of guidance, guidance counsellors reaching out to us. So um, there's no problem. We can arrange um, a virtual visit and then the guidance counsellor can just share that link with their students and they can they can tune in from home. Brilliant. Well, there seems to be a lot going on in IT, Carlo. It seems to be an innovative hub for students and undergrads. Go ahead, uh, David. I just got one one thing I forgot to mention. There's a twenty three million pound new science building coming in the next oh. year or two. So <laughs> well, so that's important. If I, if, I, if I didn't if I didn't mention that, I'd feel I'd done something really wrong, right? So there's going to be a whole new system for that, and that's going to be on top of a whole new sports center on on the bottom two floors of that. So. So, Once again, a growing campus and lots more coming. Well, look, if you're looking to start an undergrad in September 2021, and if it's in science, you're obviously going to yeah. get the benefit for that building as well. So, Absolutely. so it's very, very important for students to know that that is coming on and coming up. And you're right, uh, David, to mention that. You wouldn't be forgiven, I'd say, if you forgot that one. No, no I'd, uh, I might face a few comments, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, David, Don, Lorraine and Alison, thank you so much for being on the Leaving Cert Guidance podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Great Thank you on. very much. Thank you.